0: Hey friends, good morning and welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking about overcoming fears uh, because I think everybody knows that fears will kill more dreams than failure ever will. Uh, and For all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there and for our HIC fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this episode, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of our number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, also available on Amazon now. Let's get on with it. So Susie Kassim once said, fear, fear kills more dreams than fa- failure ever will. And I think at this point with, you know, having worked with over a thousand entrepreneurs, I can tell you that that is absolutely 100% true. Um, so I want to kind of analyze why that is, why fear kills so many dreams uh, rather than actual failure and how to start overcoming your fears, uh, because I truly believe that this is probably one of the most important skill sets to be successful, not not just as an entrepreneur and not just in building your business, but in life in general. Right. The people I have found and I talk about this in my TED talk, I have found that the people that actively overcome their fears and make decisions from a place of purpose, love and growth rather than fear. Uh, yes, they end up making more money, but they also end up happier and more fulfilled and more connected. They have better relationships. They're healthier, right? So it's really the people that are willing to face their fears and overcome their fears that are the ones that are the most successful in every area of their life. So why are we so screwed by fears? I don't know how else to put it. Our brain, our subconscious mind, which is 95% of our brain, is five times more likely to be programmed by negative by by negative experiences by fears uh negative emotions things like that and this makes perfect sense when you think of uh you maybe evolutionary man um you know trying to stay alive right so your entire your entire life is built around survival so, you know, you have, you build these stories around, oh, you know, don't go over that ridge. That's where the saber-toothed tiger lives. Or don't, don't stray too far from the tribe because, you know, there's short-nosed bears out there or whatever it might happen. But fear is what keeps us alive. It, it makes sense, right? So uh, our brain is uh, much easily, much more easily programmed by negative, by negative experiences, by negative emotions, by, by negative thoughts, beliefs, and specifically fear right and evolutionarily this kept us alive now the problem is we live in an age where you know we don't have to worry about dying all the time like we're we're, we're most likely not going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger there's no other no other predator that's really going to you know jump maybe crocodiles in australia this is what i've learned you know being with my wife crocodiles in australia those that's the one thing we should probably be scared of um but other than that like we don't really have to worry about saber 2 tigers jumping out of the bathroom or anything like that but our brain has not changed at all in the last 10 to 20,000 years since uh, uh since essentially civilization has come up and it has barely changed like 0.01% in the last 50 to 100,000 years Yet, we still, our brain still operates this same way. Now, when we're first born, we're born with two fears. I don't know if you know them. Do you know what the two fears are? There's basically two fears that we're actually born with. Uh, Number one is the fear of loud noises to make sure that, you know, as a baby, if we hear a bear growl or a lion roar, you don't walk towards it. Makes sense. And the second fear is the fear of falling, the fear of heights. So, yeah, if you're a baby and you're learning how to crawl, you don't want your baby crawling off the edge of a cliff. So those are the only two fears that we're actually naturally, innately born with. Those are only two instinctual fears. All of the other fears that we have are self-created or socially created. So if that means that all of those fears are self-created or socially created, that means we can also uncreate them. In the end, one of my first mentors, uh, Jack Canfield, he told me, you know, fears are just false experiences or, yeah, false experiences appearing real. Our mind cannot tell the difference between a true event and a vividly imagined event. And so when our mind vividly imagines a fear, it becomes reality to us. Right. So, uh, my, my, um, uh, when I was young, me and my friend were walking down uh, the street. And I am not super afraid of snakes. And my buddy, uh, Adrian is extremely afraid of snakes. And I remember we were walking down the street and we saw like a, it was like a rope in the road or something like that. And we both thought it was a snake. And I went towards it and he booked it the other direction. And then I, then I noticed that it was just a rope in the road. We're like walking through a trail. And so basically it wasn't a, it wasn't a snake, but he reality, he, he, uh, reacted as if it was a snake. And then we kept walking down the road, Um, And then there actually was a snake in the road and he didn't freak out because he actually thought it was a rope in the road. And I just thought it was hilarious that, you know, his his experience was completely backwards for each one of these things. And it entirely went back to how his brain was operating in the moment. In the end, our fears are just false experiences appearing real to us. So I want to run through why we have these fears and i want to run through three ways to overcome these fears so that moving forward you can be happier healthier live a life with more mint more money more meaning and more freedom because in the end that's that's really all we live for so the first tool that i use with myself and with all of our clients to overcome fears is frankly just to feel your fears right this sounds terrifying for a lot of people because feeling your fears is not fun right feeling your fears is not fun now oftentimes our fears are completely illogical and we know it. We know that our fears are completely illogical, but the truth is as human beings, we make decisions based on emotion, right? You don't decide who you want to marry based on logic. You don't decide who you want to date based on logic. You don't decide who your friends are based on logic. You sign, you decide based on emotion who you have an emotional connection with. You also don't decide these decisions that we make are heavily based on emotion. So when we have fears, when we have a a lot of emotion running through our body, we tend to make long-term decisions based on short-term fears. And this is where it gets dangerous. This is where it gets dangerous, is we start to make decisions that impact the rest of our lives based on fears and emotions that we are feeling in the moment. So one of the most powerful things that you can do to overcome your fears is move through the emotion of the fear So we can actually make decisions based on logic. Now, most people have been taught to push down their fears and push down their emotions. Emotions are bad. Fears are bad. Get rid of them. Right. But what happens is, like I mentioned, our brain is 95% subconscious. So what happens is if we consciously turn ourselves off to those fears, where do they go? That 5% turns off to them, but they just go sit and marinate in that 95%. And we still make the majority of our decisions based on that emotion. We've just consciously lost control of it. So I actually teach a practice to every single one of our clients I call fear journaling or the emotional dump to move through the emotions that we have. Because obviously when I'm working with entrepreneurs, you know, starting to build a business as an entrepreneur, if you've never built a business before, is incredibly emotional and it will trigger every fear and every limiting belief that you might have and that you didn't even know that you had. And if you don't properly move through the emotions, you'll never be successful because those emotions will just stay buried in your subconscious and prevent you from making the right decisions moving forward. Our life is just a series of decisions and being able to make those decisions from a place of purpose and love and growth rather than fear is essential to being happier, healthier, wealthier, and all of that sort of stuff. So in order for this to happen, you have to be able and willing to move through your emotions and your fears. So I actually teach a a system called fear journaling or the emotional dump where I tell our clients every single day, uh, either once a day or even twice a day, or depends on how much you're going through, it could be even more than that, just to sit down and journal out your most negative thoughts, your most negative fears, your deepest, darkest fears. Because what ends up happening is when you get them out of your head and you get them onto paper, they lose hold, they lose grasp of you. When you get them out of your head and you feel through the emotion, you get them onto paper and you get them out of your subconscious, the emotion moves through. The word emotion itself, e-mote, e to eject, mote to move through. The word emotion means to move through. The problem is when we do not move through our emotions, those emotions then continue to dictate our actions because they stay. What we resist persists. So we must move through our emotions and feel through our fears in order for us to actually make intelligent, logical decisions. So this is number one, number one, don't be afraid to feel through your fears. And I think for anybody who's ever studied the law of attraction or anything like that, they're like, but Xander, I don't wanna, I don't wanna think negative thoughts because then I'll bring more negative into my world. And I'm like, oh my God. So here's the problem. You're worried about thinking a negative thought, so then you try and turn it off, and then that negative thought goes and buries itself in your subconscious mind, and it marinates over and over and over again. 95% of your brain is marinating in this fear. And you're like, I'm not thinking it, I'm not thinking it, but it's buried in there, and you're subconsciously thinking it. You have to move through this fear for you to actually release it. Otherwise, you're just gonna bring all that crap into your life. So that's number one, you gotta feel through your fears, and you can't be afraid to feel through your fears, because sometimes feeling through your fears, frankly, it sucks. Number two, subconscious programming and reprogramming. Now, this is something that I've been studying for the last five years because I think it's so incredibly powerful and important to being successful in life. We, our brain, like I mentioned, is like a supercomputer, and 95% of it is our subconscious mind. Now, you were never given a user's manual to operate your subconscious mind which is ridiculous because it is the most powerful technology and tool that you are given, and you're given it from birth. But your parents didn't know how to work your subconscious mind. Your teachers never knew how to work your subconscious mind. right? We get user's manuals for our iPhone, for our our microwave, for our remote control, for our TV, but we're never given a user's manual for our brain. And our brain, our subconscious, 95% of our brain runs the majority of our habits, thoughts, and behaviors throughout our life. You're literally only 5% Conscious thinking, you the other 95% is computer program that you didn't even fucking program. Society programmed, your parents programmed, your teachers programmed accidentally, media programmed. So, learning how to program and reprogram your subconscious mind to release the negative is one of the most powerful things that you can do to move through your fears because most of your fears are rooted in some form of, you know, subconscious program that was written. Most likely, a lot of uh, psychotherapy uh, has deemed most likely somewhere between the ages of three and eight years old is where a majority of this programming comes from. So There's a lot of different techniques that, that you can use to do this. Uh, you can look up EFT, EMDR, hypnotherapy. Uh, a couple of my favorites that we do with our, our clients is Gestalt, uh, G-E-S-T-A-L-T. If you're familiar with Gestalt, we do this with our clients all the time. And regenerating imagery in memory. We had uh, the founder of RIM, the RIM Institute... Uh, Dr. Deb Sandella on our podcast. She was one of the first you know, five or 10 episodes if you want to go back and check her out, but phenomenal work where you can actually go through and you can release the emotional programming of some of your subconscious programs from when you were younger that have literally created your behavior for, for how you are today. Can you imagine, right? Most of these programs are written uh, you know, between the ages of three and eight years old. Now you might be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, right? And you have a five-year-old at the, hap- at the helm of your ship, you're trying to sail across the Pacific Ocean and you have a five-year-old as your captain. That shit's not going to work. So we got to go in and we got to unprogram a lot of the negative programming and reprogram it to support the goals and the uh, values and the principles that we want to live. So that's the second thing, is learning how to subconsciously program and reprogram your mind. I go a lot deeper on this in our book, Shit You Don't Learn in College. If you want to check it out, check it out on Amazon. Um, but the third way, and one of my favorite ways, now I work with a lot of people in the self-development space, and obviously learning how to remove limiting beliefs and fears and change your mindset and reprogram is you know heavily talked about thing uh, in the self-development space. And I think some people forget that one of the most powerful ways to program your mind and change your beliefs is to just get into action and prove it false in the real real world. So one of my favorite ways to overcome your beliefs is to just feel the fear and do it anyways. Now I'll give you an example. When I was really young, I wanted to jump off of a high dive and uh, I'm scared of heights, just like most people are. I'm scared of heights. And as a kid, I was terrified that jumping off the high dive, I was, you know, I got up to the top and my friends had already done it. And, uh, you know, there's all this social pressure and all I could imagine was, you know, jumping off and like, I don't know, belly flopping or break and breaking a rib or breaking my leg and then like drowning or like everybody would laugh at me and and the social shame would be horrendous that I'd literally rather die. And like all of that stuff was running through my head. So I had all these fears, these, these social expectations, fear of judgment, fear of criticism, literally fear of dying, going through my head as I was thinking about jumping off this high dive. Now I knew it it wasn't going to happen. I knew I wasn't gonna die jumping off of a whatever it was, ten foot high dive or fifteen foot high dive or something like that. But that was what was going on in my head. These fears were just taking hold. Now, you know, I love being in the self development space because you know everybody's like, whatever your fears are, you got to work on them. You got to do, you got to do this process and that process, and you got to release this fear and release this limiting belief and this and that. And I always have to remind people sometimes you don't need to work on it at all. You just need to face it and take action right? Think about that 10-year-old version of me on the top of the high dive. Did I climb down from the high dive and be like, dad, like I need to go to therapy. I need to get, I need to get a gestalt processor, or EMDR, or EFT done so that I can release this fear so I can finally jump off this high dive and not worry about it. Are you, are you kidding me? No, I felt the fear and I made the conscious, willing decision to jump anyways. I jumped off and boom, I hit the water. What do you think happened as I got out of that water? I was elated. I was ecstatic. I was so excited. I had a blast. What do you think I did? I went right back up to the top and I did it again. Right? Because immediately, when you do the thing that scares you, it immediately shifts your beliefs. You do the thing that you thought was going to kill you and you do the thing and you didn't die. All of a sudden, you can go do it again. Now, the second time I went up to the top of the high dive, I was still a little scared, of course. Right. There's still some of those beliefs, but then I jumped again. But I I jumped a lot quicker because I knew that I could. Right. And then I did it a third time and a fourth time. And by the time I wanted to jump the fifth time, all of the fear was gone. One of the fastest ways to get through your fears is to take the unfamiliar, to take the unknown and make it known. Take the unfamiliar and make it familiar. Now, I absolutely love this way of overcoming fears because if you make acting courageously a habit in one area, it will become habit in other areas. And you will start to act in the face of fear in all areas of your life. Maybe in the beginning, it just starts while playing around as a kid, jumping off the high dive. And then later it comes to being honest and having difficult conversations with people. And then it comes to starting your own business. And then it comes to asking your clients for the sales that you need and all of that stuff. It just kind of moves further and further, you know, being able to, to build a meaningful, loving relationship with a partner. Right. But it all comes from being willing to act courageously as a habit, face your fears and do it anyways. Now, when I first started my coaching business, I knew. When I quit the nine-to-five world, I knew that I was going to have to become a different person. I knew that I was going to have to face fears on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And so if I knew that I had to grow, that means you know, John Maxwell says growth and discomfort are synonymous. You can't have one without the other. So I knew that I had to get uncomfortable. I knew how to face fears on a daily basis. So I actually did something for an entire year. My entire first year of business, I did uh, what I would call my big cojones action every single day. Every single day I would wake up and I would ask myself, what's the thing that scares me the most today? And I would do it, whatever it was, I would do it that day. Right. And it wasn't always business related. Sometimes, you know, one of my first actions was uh, you guys heard me mention my one of my first mentors was Jack Canfield. Uh, I, I had no idea who he was. I didn't know how to uh, like contact him, but I loved his books, Success Principles and obviously Chicken Soup for the Soul. And so I just I Googled his phone number and found Jack Canfield. I called him up, got a hold of his office. And 45 minutes later, I was on a flight out to Arizona to hang out with him and his team for like three weeks right? I just got into action to do the things that scared me. I had a, I had a conversation with an ex-girlfriend about our relationship and uh, how I could have done better. I got feedback on our relationship, how I could have been better as a boyfriend, how I could have been better in bed in our sex life. That was terrifying for me. I did all the things that scared me. But you know that conversation with an ex-girlfriend is probably the reason why I have such an amazing relationship with my wife right now, because I was willing to take courageous action. I was willing to face my fears and do some amazing stuff. In the end, overcoming fears builds confidence and motivation. People think you have to be motivated to take action in the face of fear. No, you have it backwards. Everybody wants to be more motivated and inspired so they can take more action. That's backwards. Go take the action and you will feel the motivation, the confidence, and the inspiration. You have to take the action first. You have to will yourself out of your comfort zone, step forward, and jump off the high dive. And then when you get out of the out of the water, You are inspired and motivated and driven to go do more. So don't forget, if you want to change your life, you have to overcome fears. You have to make decisions from a place of love, growth, and purpose rather than fear and not let those emotions drive your actions. Now, that's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure that you implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you got gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to Amazon and grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now.